Well, welcome in to another episode of the Hoth Hangout Podcast. I am Ben. And I am Joey. And uh, we're very excited uh, to talk about Andor Episode 8 uh this this evening at the time of the recording maybe this morning at the time of your listening uh and also uh we might mention before we hop into the andor discussion there will be another special episode of hot hangout coming out uh joey did we decide upon friday morning question mark yes i that's the uh that is the hopeful date of our next uh episode will be the day after this episode drops yeah so back to back hot hangout uh, podcast episodes really going to be looking forward to uh, to recording not only an Andor episode but also Tales of the Jedi. So uh, if you're interested in that, highly encourage you to uh, if you're listening to this on Thursday, uh, wait until Friday and then listen to the next one. Or if you're listening to, to this podcast episode um, after Friday, October 28th, there's another episode of the podcast also available covering Tales of the Jedi. So give that a listen. Uh, because we are very, very excited to discuss it. And actually, we're going to be watching it together and, and potentially recording our live reactions uh, So after we record this. Uh, First time we'll be doing that. So, yeah, I'm excited uh, for all, this, all the Star Wars this week. It's, uh, it's definitely going to be <clears throat> a blast. I, I'm, I, not to talk too much about Tales of the Jedi, because this, this episode is about Andor Episode 8, but... I'm so pumped to watch that with you, man. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I am excited too. I'm excited. I, uh, we haven't watched anything like like that before together, so yeah, we'll we'll be acting in real time, and we could even talk a little bit here and there about things. So yeah, I'm super stoked. Me too. Me too. Um. Well, before I guess before we even get into anything Star Wars related, uh, what's new with you? How was your week? How you doing? <laughs> doing pretty good. Um. Still got this allergy that's sticking around here, you know. So. Uh, I am off to Disney next week, so there will not be a new episode, right, for uh, Hoth Hangout, so that's why we're doubling up this week. Mm -hmm. um, so we're just uh, getting ready for the trip next week, so we're uh, we're super excited. Yeah, we leave on Tuesday. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, and you'll, you'll be gone for how many days? Like a whole week almost? Yeah, so we leave on Tuesday morning, then we'll be back on on Sunday. So yeah, what's that? Six days. So yeah, we're, we're, uh, and actually my, I'm going to be celebrating my birthday there on the third. I will give you one guess where we will be, um, on that <laughs> Thursday, on, on that third. Is it perhaps galaxy's edge? You are so smart. Yes, that's exactly where we're <laughs> But yeah, so we're, we're excited. That's the first time we've been, we're going to be going there, um, to galaxy's edge. Uh, and yeah, so I'm just, we're just super excited. We're trying to just get through this week already and, and, uh, I just can't wait for next week. That's, that's how are you? Sorry. I was going to say, that's one of like the, the simultaneously best and worst feelings in life is when you have something you're really looking forward to, but the time leading up to that point just moves by so slowly. So slow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, we're just, we're just, we're, we're trying to keep our mind off of it by like getting things ready, packing stuff like that. So there you go. But yeah, yeah. We're almost there. Almost there. Uh, well, I, I wish you a fun trip. I would love to go someday. You'll have to take many pictures <laughs> and maybe we can, uh, yeah, sure. I think YouTube changed their policy recently. So it used to be where you had to have a certain number of subscribers to share stuff on a community tab, but 
Um, maybe oh, if, okay. if you have any fun pictures of Galaxy's Edge, maybe oh, yeah. we can share that on the Hoth Hangout uh, YouTube community tab even, or yeah. on the Twitter. We'll uh, absolutely do that for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a good week so far, and we've got lots of Star Wars uh, content to discuss. Um, I guess let's just go ahead and hop into it. What did you think of the episode from, from the start of it, I guess? <clears throat> from the, I mean, you know, so we open with... Andor, uh, uh, getting essentially sorted into this, these lines of where certain prisoners will be going. I, I can't tell if it was something that was already determined where they'll be going, because they asked where the the where he what his name was, where he was from. Maybe that's just for identification purposes. And then, and then they just sent him to the name of the episode, which is Narkina Five, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, something um, to note on that the the first like imperial guards or officers or whoever who approach them when they arrive, he mm. he says something to the effect of "You're here because like you can do labor essentially." So right, ma- yes. maybe maybe that was part of the decision making process for sending them mm-hmm. to to that Nar- uh, Narkina Five planet. Anyways, right? And I and I don't know the the time that had passed between basically the sentencing and this moment right here if it was directly after it kind of felt like it um I where didn't... you know he he got that sentence 6 years and then he kind of leaves that room i don't know if it's right after that this is kind of where we pick up or if it's some time has passed or anything like that not that it's super important but i'd be curious in what the um the actual time was there yeah i didn't get the sense that there was any like massive time jump Right, um, yeah. But we did have a smaller time jump later on in the episode, which I guess we can maybe talk about in a bit. Um, but yeah, so Cassian is is captured. He's still using the name Keith Gurgo kind of as this guise so that he doesn't uh, draw too much unwanted attention, uh, which also is a, is a good tie-in to the other focus of this episode, which is Miro. Uh, and we finally got like a meaningful Karn scene, it felt like. So that was kind of cool to see, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not we're we're still open to, to, to Karn being a meaningful well, part of the show, you know, maybe this right. was that first step back into our hearts, <laughs> right? And I and I think I mean I think that's what exactly what it was is that hey let's not forget this guy and how much you didn't really like him the first couple episodes because the way he presented himself uh, with Miro, obviously Miro being the one that has any authority here at all. Um, in that little uh, interrogation, I'm, I don't know what else you. It felt like an interrogation, you know. Yeah. Of, no, I wrote that uh, down. When, I said Miro interrogates Karn. <laughs> yeah, Th- that wasn't like an interview. That wasn't like a discussion. That felt like an interrogation. Um, because he was putting in these, you know, these requests about Cassian Andor and his whereabouts uh, through his, you know, his what, what's the department he's in? Fuel purity is that what this department is? Um, just I don't even for, remember. <laughs> yeah, finding any way to still get involved with this and cl- and essentially clear his name. So I, I think yeah. that's his motivation here, is to be able to show you know have some type of evidence that you know he was right all along, and uh, clear his name, find Andor, be the good guy at the end of all of this. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of what he and so to me, he kind of did 
fall back into that for me, you know, where I'm like, oh, this guy, he's he, like, you need the guy that gets under your skin. I think he's doing a great job. I think, you know, he's, he's now at that point again where he's just like, this guy just won't go away, right? So, um, so maybe not fully to where I was the first couple episodes, but at, at very least, I, I see the attempt here. Um, it seems like there's going to be more of a, a relationship at some point, maybe between him and the Empire through Miro, or maybe not through Miro, but um, at least there is a line of communication. There's a possibility for for his character to have some type of redemption, and I don't mean that in the normal sense, but redemption as to what we we've been seeing of his character. You just like I don't really care about him anymore. Um, to the point where we're just like, okay, well, this is somebody we need to actually think about, worry about, you know. And not completely forget. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, his his motivation is, is a pretty evident to us at this point. He, I think, he talks about it even in the episode. He wants to clear his name. Um, maybe like one percent of the motivation is just boredom with an office job. <laughs> right. I mean, then there's that. I mean, that's that's all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, you know, I I liked the fact that they that they finally included him in something meaningful. It seemed. Um, the direction of his character probably going into season two he's going to be sent out it it seems to me you know we see a conversation with him and miro it ends with him basically saying like let like use me to help you find andor and she kind of shuts it down but i got the sense yeah. that will be readdressed whether it's in this season or next right. season like i think karn is going to play a role in because i don't you know what do we have two episodes left this or no this was episode four. eight. Uh, eight four yeah. episodes left. Four yeah, episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. With four episodes yeah. left, I don't think we'll have a captured Cassian. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll get you know a located Cassian. It, I can mm -hmm. I can see the next few episodes going a couple different ways. Uh, but all that to say, whether Karn is involved in that locating of him this season, um, or perhaps more likely next season, I think that will be something that we get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, just just because he was there at the start of the season of the series in that role, I I mean, you kind of have to have him at least involved with it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, he even had the interaction. The you know they he had cross paths with Cassian, and so he honestly he's a lot of people haven't in the Empire at this point. Uh, not Miro, not Levens, not you know. Certainly not Yurlin or anybody else, mm -hmm. um, but so he's actually crossed paths with him. Um, although you know, um, Karn's not with the Empire at this point, um, but so he does have some insight onto the person that Cassian is, at, and not through some just some documents and reports. I mean, actually, you've seen him, knows what he looks like, and uh, just uh, just knows him on a different level. Yeah, which which I think Miro understands. But, you know, her just being, part of it is probably just being stubborn, but also just mm -hmm. wanting to, she's she's very, mm -hmm. like, um, what's that What's that phrase with, like, horses and, and blinders? Um, oh, she's got the blinders on? She's almost got the blinders on, and, like, all she mm -hmm. can see is, like, capturing Cassian. Right. Uh, and so, like, you know, if she gets someone who offers to help, she's like, like, thanks, but no thanks, essentially. <laughs> like, I'm, right, this yeah. is my mission. I'm I'm going to get this done. Um, right. You know, we'll see if that changes in the next few episodes. Uh, <laughs> another key plot point that we got from this episode um, is that Miro is aware or has codenamed some person 
We don't really know if this is Luthen or someone else. Um, mm-hmm. Axis is the name she gives in the episode, right? Um, for this person, did you have? Do you have any insight into? <clears throat> I I got the sense I, she was talking about Luthen, but it, it yeah, could not so be. It could be somebody else. The, so the my thought was, I think, I think she thinks it's Luthen. I mean, for, we know who who Luthen is, right? Because because she said Luthen. I mean, she said this person had left, had been seen with Cassian. So that would be Luthen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in that sense. But I have a feeling that the inner, the actions that this person that they coded Axis is actually a couple of people. So it's oh, not okay. just Luthen. Uh, I'm thinking that it might be, you know, just other people in this network that kind of perform the same type of duties that Luthen is doing. Um, but they just happen to fall across Luthen in this particular case. So that's kind of my theory that it's not, you know, maybe it is intended to be, you know, that that's kind of where we are, are as people watching this, that's what we're supposed to think that this is Luthen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always like to think like, oh, well, maybe it's something a little different. So may, that my thought is maybe it's, it is Luthen, including other people, maybe a saw, maybe you know, other people in the rebellion that are, um, or on the side of the rebels, uh, rebellion, um, that are performing similar actions around, uh, uh, just around all the, uh, systems. Yeah. Which also, I mean, this is skipping ahead a little bit in the episode, but like, we finally got Saw. And it was finally got Saw. <laughs> what is it? Episode eight? We should have taken a poll or yeah. trying to figure out when we were actually going to see him. I, the the uh, last half of uh, the season would have won here. Yeah, no, it was it was weird because we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for him to appear, and then it wasn't like a reveal or anything. It was just like he popped up yeah. on screen, and, I, and like I think I had looked away for a second or something, and I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah, that's song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. Like I thought, you know, we I think we expected some big reveal, but it was just <laughs> like, oh nope, he's here. There he is. Uh, right and I yeah and because what what was the plan he was on Se- Segra Milo I think is the name mm-hmm. yep of the planet or the system that they were on I think right when I saw I, I can't remember this character's name but it's the guy with the two tubes they they call him two tubes or it's like Eddie two tubes or something right before you see Saw he's actually outside or they're actually outside oh good catch I didn't the see cave that. so when when I saw them I'm like okay well. This is Saw, because <laughs> yeah. he's a very recognizable character from Rogue One. So I'm like, right, well, this is Saw for sure. That's coming up. Yeah, good catch. Nice. Um, And then maybe backtracking a little bit, and we can talk about Saw maybe more yeah. as well, but um, you, know what my fav- oh, will. you know what my favorite part of the episode was? Try to guess. Favorite part of the episode. I'll give you, I'll give you a hint, Jeez. even. Okay. My, so I didn't know this was going to in the show at all and, and then when i saw it in the episode i was like wait and, and this might be too much of a hint but i was like wait he's in it oh yeah. <laughs> um andy circus yeah is, is that the yeah, actor's dude. name he pops up so on the we, screen i was like whoa so we, well we found snoke right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I didn't think, i think Couple episodes, you're saying uh, we gotta find where, which one is Snoke. I here. told I you Snoke was gonna be a part of Andor. <laughs> you, you actually. So maybe you didn't say, yeah, maybe you didn't expect it, but yeah, you, you already called it. You knew that. I Snoke didn't even think about that when he, like, I'm watching the episode. And I'm like, man, I'm really glad they got Andy Circus. 
But yeah, yeah. For the, I guess for those that don't know, he also was the person that played the voice of Snoke in yeah. uh, in Force Awakens and Not only the, the voice, Last I Jedi. Think he did screen cap. Yeah, yeah, the, the motion cap. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the motion cap actually. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, maybe he's one of the first. I'm trying to think of other characters that would qualify for this, but maybe maybe one of, if not the first actor to play uh, multiple completely different characters in the Star Wars universe. I think so. I can't think of one that um, and his name is Kino, I think in the in this episode. Yes, yes. Uh, um, Kino Loy. Yeah. And, and and actually, his character was interesting to me, and maybe we can discuss mm-hmm. it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about just that whole prison system now mm-hmm. that you know that we've uh, we now kind of see. I mean, one that is a so you you kind of have an idea of what to expect in prison systems when you see when you've seen movies and shows and stuff like that. This is the first time where I'm like, this is pretty bad, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, I have never seen something so cruel, something so, and you know, this is, I mean, a labor camp essentially, right? Yeah. yeah. And it looks like they're building droids. I mean, would you, or some type of. Yeah. Some sort of machinery. I couldn't. Yeah. Machinery. It, it wasn't, I, I thought it was like parts for, uh, I don't know, parts for yeah, something. Not, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Because at first I thought it was similar to like the build of like the K2SO like droid at first. But then, then it kind of didn't look like that at all. But, um, but yeah, some type of some type of uh, machinery that um, that the empire needs in mass, apparently, because I think they said they have what seven? Would they have seven floors? Yeah, I forget the math of it, but it was a seven floor, seven rooms. It's like everything was seven, like seven people at each table, right, yeah. seven tables in the room, or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, and it looks like uh, Andy Circus is the kind of the floor leader or the room leader. Yeah, I think um, I think he a, like identifies himself as the manager. The manager, right? Yeah, but he's also a prisoner. It looks like right. who, who's got a pretty. I mean, I don't know how long his sentence was, but it seems like he's coming closer to the end of his sentence, and he he wants to just get to that. That's his motivation: get to that end, yeah, date, and get out. Yeah, definitely. Because I think naturally one of the first questions you ask when you meet a character like that who has a, a leadership role but is obviously, obviously still more or less a slave at that point, um, you, your first question that comes to mind is like, well, why is, he, why, you know, why is he acting like a leader or why is he leading these prisoners when he himself is also a prisoner? Uh, but you know, we get some insight exactly. into that when he's like, I only have this much longer left on my sentence. I'm not letting anything... Right screw it up or something to that effect you know right and and one thing to note is you know that we found out in the last episode that um, the empire had changed the sentencing for pretty much it seems like all prisoners at this Mm -hmm. point i I didn't know if a subset but it seems like we find out that pretty much everyone in this prison this labor camp all of their all of their sentences were essentially doubled yeah, uh, according to to the the people on at this table, a particular particular table, I forget table five was it yet? Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I think table five. Well, um, and even and, even the prisoners, like they had, they were aware of a lot of this new legislation information, um, and, and they're you know they're wanting information from Cassian, like when they're outside right. the cells, um, and he really <laughs> doesn't like you know yeah I don't think he he has any of that information you know he's been. He's been on Aldani, like, right in this place. He doesn't know, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, anyways. 
Yeah, I, I don't think uh, I don't think uh, Cassian had time to turn on uh, the the, the Hollowview or ESPN <laughs> or anything um, to to see what the the latest legislation was was uh, was passed. So I think I mean that's why he didn't know. But yeah, essentially they they were really itching to find it because it sounds like maybe about a month had passed before the the doubling of their sentences happened, and I think the in their little pods or whatever you call it, they they have there's basically a number um in that room uh that I'm guessing counts down. Uh they call it a tab, I guess, but I think that's the number of days that they have to uh stay that that's the part of their sentence. Because I think Cassian's was something like two thousand one hundred something. Yeah. You calculate that out, it's about six years. So which is which is where he was sentenced at. So um so yeah, to imagine all of these prisoners like having just kind of going their everyday business, all of a sudden see that number double. Can you imagine the the panic? Oh my was? gosh, yeah. And um, to see everyone just be confused, and you know, so obviously when you have some someone coming from the outside, um, coming in, to, they all they want is the information. Like, well, what are people saying? What is this? And he has no idea. I mean, that's so so disheartening. And I didn't want to mention the one guy, Melshi. Um, mm-hmm was he kind of was like you know obviously everyone is i mean you could tell that they kind of are bought into this system they they understand like this is how you play this game this is how you have to do this mm-hmm. i mean they even call it a game you yeah. know where where they're all building at their separate stations and um essentially playing against each other it, it had a very um just reminded me of squid games a little bit yeah <laughs> you a know, lot where... of a lot of similarities <laughs> Yeah, where it was just like you. I mean, maybe not to the death like uh, Squid Games was. Uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> but um, maybe not to the death, but it was it, it was definitely against other people, and you know, you were had physical harm if you did not. Yeah, through, the so. risk of death for sure. I mean, like you, you know, you get oh, yeah, shocked or whatever they do to you with that thing. And when so when they first shocked that part of Asian, uh, uh, Andor's uh, group when they first arrive. It kind mm-hmm. of as that, like, this is how it feels. That freaked me out a little bit, just the way that was shot. Um, it was very, <clears throat> it looked very painful <laughs> the way they did it. I'm like, oh, this. Especially the way he contorted his body, like, when they. Exactly. I, it didn't look like CGI. It just looked kind of like he, like, managed to yeah. contort himself really oddly looked. And so it made it look even more painful than it. I mean, it probably, yeah, you know, the, it would be really painful, but he made and, it look really I had painful. A, I had my buddy to actually text me about this and he's like, geez, the empire jerks. Like what kind of, you know, what kind of craziness is this? Yeah. And I mean, this is, this is a pretty dark side of the empire that you, we just have never seen, you know, the, tor- I mean, this is essentially torture, you know, yeah, this it is. is, you know, whether it's physical torture as far as like getting shocked or the mental anguish that you are worried constantly about getting shocked. And now you have to be working in these conditions. I mean, this is a terrible, terrible place to be, you know? Um, So as much as, you know, it was almost like, part of it was hard to watch for me, I guess, because this is, this was very, you know, because we've been talking all this time how this is, doesn't feel like Star Wars every now and then. This did not feel like Star Wars. (laughs) This part, just the the cruelty of the empire, the, the prison very much did not feel like it so i so there were parts when i actually felt uncomfortable watching it because oh this is just too too real too much you know yeah 
yeah i i think the i think that's part of it though the realism of it is is what um it makes it evident that these are like not good conditions they're working in and and i had another thought as well when you were talking about what they're actually building um i think that's kind of the point of the scenes and and the process is that it it doesn't necessarily like that's why they don't show the viewer really other than like these random you know parts like it 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 adds to the ambiguity of the reason for being there it's like like it's not important what they're building because that's not really important to why they're there because it almost enhances the fact that they're doing seemingly meaningless work and that's like right, part of yeah. the 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 prisonness of it if you will right exactly and I was, and <clears throat> and you wonder if if at, when those pieces or those assembled parts like leave do they just get broken down and then sent down to the next level? You know, just things like that. Right. Where I'm just yeah. like, oh, because as cruel as everything has been up to this point, I I can't put it past the empire that they wouldn't they would do something like that too. Mm -hmm. and, and when it comes to other levels, just shifting in that direction, uh, another really interesting scene in the episode was when we get them lined up in the hallway. Um, Cassian gets his first look at these other floors or these other levels. Uh, these other hallways as he's looking out of his hallway through almost like a, I don't know what you would describe it as. I, I'm thinking of it as like a sky bridge. Like, yeah, right. You mm -hmm. know, if, if we were to walk across a sky bridge and look out, um, there's like these other sky bridges out there. And mm -hmm. actually, the first thing he notices, maybe before he even looks out, okay. is he notices one of the prisoners, I can't remember if it's in front of him or behind him, I think it's in front, mm -hmm. um, is signaling something to the outside and that's when he looks over and realizes, I think he spots another prisoner in one of the other hallways who's also signaling something back. So there's already right. this like little seed that's being planted to the viewer mm -hmm. that like, hey, there might be, you know, some uh, like a rebellion coming within the prison pretty soon. True. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. we would assume that's probably what will happen at some point in the next <clears throat> episode or two. Right. And yeah, I mean, that's the point, you know, if you're so isolated from the other floors the other um the other rooms on the other floors you can never really rise up against anything but if you have some line of communication between them then you have a shot right mm -hmm. um so yeah that maybe is like you said planting that seed for us the viewers to see all right well they're not completely alone um they they are at the they 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 do need that one person on each floor on each bridge to be able to to communicate to each other but yeah i mean that could very well be what saves andor and all of his other friends or all the other prisoners yeah that, i mean that'll be interesting to see how that storyline progresses if we'll get to meet any other prisoners from other floors or whatnot um, what'd mm -hmm. you what'd you think of the names of the seven jim bach i already Zoll. forgot i like forgot I forgot all of them already. Because <laughs> I'm at the point, I'm like, there are too many names in the show. So I'm just like, I'm just right. going to not remember these. I'm just going to let you write them down and tell me what they were. I wrote them down thinking like maybe they would be important just in case. Right. Uh, Jimbok, Zal, Aga, Olaf, Ham, and Melshi. <laughs> I was like, these are quite some names we got here. Very I, I, uh, Star Wars-esque. I, I want to know where, like what, name generator did they um <laughs> did they put these you know did they put these names into i'm just curious just i would curious. not what, put it past the website? the uh the producers of the show to have gone to star wars name generator and just like right, yeah kept refreshing till they found Most one and were like hmm yeah 
else? Yeah. Good. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, all in all, the, the prison uh, scenes of this episode, did, did they feel to you... Um, like I think they are meaningful to the story because I don't I don't want to consider this a filler episode because I didn't I didn't get that the same way I did with some of like the leading up to the Aldani mission episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely we're kind of like after being on this this high or this peak of the Aldani mission, we're kind of in this valley right now, and we're like, okay, now where's the st- what's the next peak of the story? Mm-hmm. Like, where are we going right. from here? Uh, and I think right. there's definitely you know. There's definitely a route from the prisons, uh, the prison episode. And probably mm-hmm. we're gonna have at least one more prison episode too. I would imagine. Yeah, but I would imagine. Yeah. I uh, I'm interested to see how it goes, and um, maybe depending upon the next episode, maybe during the next episode of the pod, we can we can do the same thing we did prior to the Aldani mission of uh, which of the six others besides Cassian will make it out alive. Right. Yeah. 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 That's right. I, you know, I, I the I, like you said, I think the the prison <clears throat> the prison scenes are necessary to to you know really the power of the empire, I guess. And also, I think this this episode in itself is 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 trying to get our bearings. Like, okay, where are we in time? Where are where is everybody at? And uh, kind of so that now we can have a a starting point once again to where we need to go. Um, I mean, you've got, obviously, Andor is in prison. You've got Karn working with Mir a little bit. And uh, we didn't even talk about, you know, the, the uh, Bix again back on yeah. uh, Ferrix um, with Brasso and Ma'arva. So, Who is now um, sick, I think. Yeah, looks like she's sick. Yeah, She had taken a fall, it sounds like, at first. And... Not not doing too well. So Bix goes and tries to contact um what appears to be Luthen. Mm-hmm. Um on he's on Coruscant, right? That's where Luthen is right I, now. I would assume so, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think it explicitly shows it in this episode, but I, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's where his he's in his um his HQ, his art gallery or whatever, and mm-hmm. I, I am almost a hundred percent certain I think it's on Coruscant, yeah. Right, yeah. So, so we're we're kind of just setting the scene again. We're like, all right, well, now that the raid is over, all the money's, you know, all, we all got all that. Okay, where is everybody? You still have obviously, um, on Mothma trying to work her angle on certain things with, uh, with uh, Tal. I keep forgetting his name. Or Tay, 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 yeah, Tay yeah. Coma. Um, which I, you know, there there didn't seem to be a lot of movement in her story. Was there? Not really. I feel I like the last him. episode we got with Mon Mothma was more intriguing than this one. Not not that mm-hmm. this one wasn't, but yeah, we didn't really... I think the only new information we found out from the Mon Mothma storyline, um, I think they give a number of 400,000 credits, mm-hmm. which has been... Right. I think Tay is the one that tells her that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which, and, and I'm trying to remember back to the episode, but I believe that's either like how much has been sunk into a certain effort or... Um, like mm-hmm. how much has been invested in a certain push or right. or something to that effect. Um, yeah, right. basically to say that like you know Mon Mothma <clears throat> is emotionally and very much financially in- invested in this uh, right. in this seedling of a rebellion at this point. Yes, would agree. Yeah, and we also have uh, we we see now Vel and Cinta have reunited mm-hmm. on Ferrix. Yep. Um, <clears throat> seems that they're. Um, 
that's part of both of their missions now is to find Andor at this point, and this is kind of their the lead that they're trying to go after. Um, but we do discover it looks like Luthen is aware of this particular mission because he knows that uh, both of them are on Ferrix looking for uh, for Andor too. So remember back last episode we were, when Vel was talking to that woman about it, we were trying to figure out who was at the at the head of that particular mission. Mm-hmm. It kind of seems like at least Luthen is aware of it. Um, if he's the one leading it or the one that kind of made it, sent the order to find him. Um, but yeah, I mean, even the way he was talking about Andor, about you know how he's, um, Luthen himself, he felt like he was slipping because you know he he let this risk into the to the mission, and the uh, woman that's with him, Clea, is that I believe that's her name. Um, um, yeah, I think this was the first episode where it mentioned her name, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Maybe it did before in the subtitles, but I don't... I yeah, maybe in the subtitles, yeah. I, I remember seeing her name in the subtitles during this watch-through, and I thought, have we, have we had her name yet? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if we have, maybe I just didn't recall, but um, right, probably yeah. her her most most speaking lines she's had in any episode mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, um, and I mean, there, there's very much... I mean, I think we mentioned it, you know, recently. I mean, she's very much in the know of what's going on, obviously. She's not, you know... She doesn't. She's not like unaware of all of the things that Luthen's a part of. Yeah. Um. In fact, she was the one that was found that heard the transmission and basically told Luthen mm-hmm. to shut this down, shut yeah. down the Ferrix connection, the code, everything. Um. But she still had him give her the order, which was interesting to me because, um, it's so it seems like he is the leader in charge. But she has his ear for sure. Um, yeah. As an advisor, as a consultant, however you want to call it. Um, which I thought was a great parallel to what we saw with um, Vel and Cinta also. Um, you know, we mentioned before in previous episodes where uh, during the raid, you saw Vel kind of shake a little bit when she had to make the call. But Cinta was the one that said, you got to go, you got to go, let's go. Uh, and even here, uh, when we see them reunited on Ferrix, that um, they were together again, which was great. But you know, like Cynthia was is very much about the mission, uh, not about their relationship at this point. You know, the important part is the mission and yeah. what they need to accomplish there. So, um, still, still, again, you know, Vel seemed like she was the leader originally with the the six of them or the seven of them in the previous uh, raid. But it looks like uh, here's another leader that needed to be advised properly. Yeah. Another key, well, maybe it's not key, but another something that stood out to me, um, and it, it was actually in that conversation between Vel and Cinta. Cinta kind of like throws a little jab at Vel, um, and we actually, I don't think we knew this before the episode, but we learned that Vel comes from a very wealthy family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that it's kind of interesting to see, because I didn't, you know, I would assume, obviously, that Cinta does not, having said that to Vel. Um, so I thought that was also another... Uh, another interesting addition to the episode where, you know, these people who came together for this mission come from all different, you know, walks of life and statuses. Uh, Vel abandoned probably a life of luxury for this rebellion, uh, which is an important mm-hmm. thing to note, I think. I don't think it was just thrown in there randomly. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I'll be interested in, because it was funny, as she was, as they were having their their discussions there, I was thinking about how we knew about Cynthia's past and um, 
you know, I believe her family was, you know, was murdered by stormtroopers or something like this, right? Um, but I was thinking, like, what was Vel's motivation? Like, motivation? Yeah. yeah. Or what was her story with all this? And then right then they tell us that. I'm like, oh, well, I, you can kind of see the wishy-washiness then if it's, if it's like you don't have, like, such a traumatizing story. You're just like, if you're truly just a rich girl that just wanted to get away from the family or whatever, you know, Cynthia said. Um, I think it was just a... An, an interesting, you know, you you could see the the passion, the fire, the drive inside of Cinta whenever she talks about any missions. Mm-hmm. Where with Vel, she she has her own agenda sometimes. You know, this being this time being like kind of just their relationship between the two of them over anything else. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, it'll be. I, I think they both end up whether it's together or separately. I think the next person we see Cassian run into. Um, whether I I think I think Cassian sees either Vel or Senta before he meets Miro, is my gut feeling right now. Mm, mm-hmm, even even mm-hmm. though you know it seems like these searches for him are about to start, uh, right from from multiple angles. Yeah, it's a race to find him. Um, how that race turns out, we'll see. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know the the and, and one more thing going back to the prison that I realized that we didn't talk about. Um. <laughs> the the flooring in the cells, mm-hmm. uh, the scene where you know prior to the the time lapse which we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, um, that passes of I think it's a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassian is told you know don't go on the floor and I think someone it's a uh, it's Andy Circus's character uh, Kino Loy who says are you a sleepwalker <laughs> or something to the you <laughs> right, know yeah yeah right yeah uh, basically indicating like you better not you know, touch the floor during the nighttime. Uh, and, and then we see a month later where another prisoner still unclear to me if it was sleepwalking or if he was just like, couldn't take the conditions. Um, right. But you know, we, we see what the ramification <clears throat> is of, of stepping onto the floor as well. I thought that was also, right. you know, important. We, we talk about that as well. Yeah. And, and it, it really goes to, um, how like terrible those conditions are because, you kind of don't know for sure. I mean, I kind of thought it was the latter. I think he was done with being in the, in that in the prison, and he just kind of wanted to end it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of the <clears throat> the feeling I got from that scene. Um, yeah, it's a terrible place. I mean, just just the like I said, the all of the trauma that happens in that place. Uh, but you could see that um, Andor is very much just you know after the thirty shifts. He's very much involved in the process. He knows exactly what he needs to do. You know, he kind of takes his food, just like, all right, well, this is this is my fuel. I gotta go, gotta go. You know, so he's he's rolled into the system just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he now he's just he's just like everybody else at his table in that room in that prison. Yeah. Um, quick thought experiment for you. Mm. Uh, and, and those of you listening or watching along on YouTube, hi YouTube. Um. Uh, those of you listening along can can play along as well. Uh, pretend you have a sliding scale, right? On one end of the scale is the show depicting the cruelty of the Empire. Um, and on the other end of the scale is a progression of the show's plot. And and really all the scale is representative of, representative of is hmm. the purpose of the episode. Where mm-hmm. would you put your dot 
saying that 50-50 is like split down the middle between the two, showing the cruelty <clears throat> of the Empire and progressing the plot. Uh, where would your dot fall on this sliding scale? Because I, I know where I think I, I would put mine much, if not like like 85% of the way towards showing the cruelty of the Empire. I, I don't know. What do you think? Where do you fall? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely close to your dot as well. I mean, <clears throat> as far as moving storylines along, I, like I said, I think this was just let's reset, let's find out where everyone is type of episode, you know, so there's no, in in of itself, you can't really move anything, you know, so, so I, yeah, I definitely would put it at, because if, if those were your two options, I mean, they nailed it on the cruelty of the Empire because it's terrible, you know, like talking about it, it's, it's, it's traumatizing, it's terrible, it's, it's borderline, like, psychotic, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely put it on that side. Um, because we just, nothing really happened with Andor, right? I mean, yeah, you know, I he mean, got to the, he got really. to the prison. <laughs> the, the whole episode was him in the prison. And that's it. From his, yeah, from so his perspective. The, yeah, from his perspective, he got to the prison. And, you know, we could even talk about all the other ones. I mean, uh, Bix is now, I mean, so there's maybe a little movement on Bix. So Bix went from... Uh, now she has been captured by the Empire at this point, right? Um, who else we've got? We've got you know, Miro and Karn having a discussion. <laughs> I mean, this is this is what has happened, right? So they had a they had a he was interrogated by her, and you know, she knows that he could she could use him as a resource. I'm sure later on. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Saw though, so Saw, and you know, we haven't really talked about Saw yet. That discussion with Luthen, but yeah. Um, it seems like Luthen is trying to push um, Saw to work with an Anto Anto Krieger. Yep, that's... which I don't think we've heard that name yet. Right? I don't think we have either. No, I wrote it down as well because I, I I heard it and I was like I don't recognize the name. So yeah. Um, so and, and Saw is very hesitant. He, Saw is oh, very hesitant yeah. to work with this. In fact, he just says he's not. He's not going to. He calls him a bunch of names too. I think he's like he's stupid or something. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, remember. yeah, right. He's stupid and he's slow and yeah. So I mean, so I guess the only movement, really, any significant movement, was that move. You know, but in in what felt like probably the longest episode. Yeah, it was almost one the whole the hour. Episodes. Almost the whole yeah. hour. One of the longer episodes. Not a ton moved. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I go. I go back to where I say, like, you know, this is just a, a refresh. This is where everyone's at. This is, you know, everyone's motivation, their missions, and now we'll we'll move into this next arc of the storyline uh, through the season. I think something that's also uh, pretty evident with the show, and, and this is just the nature of the way that TV works these days, with having you know being week by week releases on streaming on streaming platforms. I think this is a show where in the moment where we are getting, you know, 45 to 50 minutes of content every seven days, you think, oh my gosh, like just, you know, I just want to give us a little bit more, give us a little bit more every week. I feel like we, we say that almost every episode, Mm -hmm. but I think when we go back and we watch this show in five, 10 years or whatever, I think we'll have a much higher you know, hopefully pending season two also being pretty good. Uh, I think we'll have a much higher opinion of the show in retrospect 
mm-hmm. uh, with the with the luxury of being able to watch it from beginning to end without having to wait right. seven days. Uh, because right, yeah. I think that's the painstaking part of the show. It's not mm-hmm. as action, action, action in your face as we're used to with Star Wars, which we've talked about already on other episodes of the podcast. And um, I mean, I, I, I think I've grown to be okay with that. I, but mm-hmm. I think that doesn't take away some of the frustration <clears throat> when you get an episode like this where it doesn't really feel like we didn't get a whole lot with the Mon Mothma storyline that was new. Right. Didn't really feel like that one anywhere. There's a little bit of talk about right. Emperor Palpatine. It was like, okay, I guess that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But yes, so, you know, I'm, I'm okay with the show doing it. Uh, it is frustrating, but I think it's all going to be worth it because in the end, uh, especially when we go back and are able to watch the show from beginning to end after it's completed, I feel like we'll have a better um, overall view and opinion of the show. Right. I went from, uh, you remember Lost? I, dude, oh my gosh. Have we ever talked about Lost? I don't think we have. So oh we need to, my we, gosh. We need to do a rewatch of that and let's talk about that. Too. That was like my <laughs> favorite show in high school. Oh my yeah. goodness. I loved the first three seasons of Lost. It's so funny you say that. So the first three seasons I had on DVD, my friend lent, me, lent them to me. So I binge watched that. This is before binge watching was like a thing with Netflix yeah. or any shows. You know, you just had the DVDs, you you power through them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we watched all of those like binging, you know, day after day after day. Um, so by the time season three had ended, season four had started. Now I go into the week, the week by week, you know, releases. And I remember being kind of disoriented because I was so used to kind of just seeing everything all at once. And now having to wait a week between episodes, mm. then you, for some reason, become more critical because um, you could you could pick apart each little thing that you're just like, well, that did make sense, or that was awesome, or you know. Um, so kind of in the in the method and medium that we have now for for Andor, uh, we're able to we have the luxury. I how to put it. We have the luxury to be able to do this, to be able to pick apart things, and and don't worry. You only got to wait a week for the next episode, anyway. You know, yeah. so uh, you know, I think that's a that's a big part of um, consuming any any shows like this. It's just you know we have to remember it's actually a luxury that we're able to just wait a week, and right. we could either completely forget or you know we could add on top of whatever we watched the previous weeks. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, it's definitely a, an interesting time, and, and it just reminded me of Lost, where when you were just talking there, where. You know, we just have these different um, ways we watch it and, and how we, you know, how we consume it. Yeah, and, and when it comes to Andor and uh, and just, you know, watching from week to week, it's actually much better than Lost when you compare it. Because at least when Andor episode, when an Andor episode ends, you know, we might have a few questions. When a, For those of you that lived through the Lost era, when when an episode of Lost ended... It was like the world was going to explode. Like, yeah. like I, if I didn't have 30 questions at the end of every Lost episode, it, it wasn't doing its job. Yeah, right. Um, and even at the end of the spoilers, not super big spoilers, but even, even at the end of the show, like Lost ends and you're like, okay, let me just jot down 100 questions that I still have. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so right. at least with Andor, we, we don't have uh, too many lingering questions, I will say. <laughs> Right, uh, week by week, yes. Yeah, and I think, you know, so, I, I, what we come to know as filler episodes now, 
I think we, we need to, you know, reassess what we call that because, I mean, I think as far as this season is concerned, I would put this as the filler episode, you know, like I would name it that, you know, um, out of everything else. But, I mean, it's the most filler episode, I guess, is probably a better way to put it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but this I, one or... It, 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 it sets up a foundation, though, like I said. So I think that's mm-hmm. the purpose. Yeah. This this one or one of the two... I can't remember if it was episode three or... No, it was episode four. Uh, because I don't think that we were on mm-hmm. Aldani yet. Episode four... I agree that this one felt very, like, quote-unquote filler. Um, I think for me, episode four probably did a little bit more than this one. Just mm-hmm. because... Well, I guess in episode four, we were also meeting the Aldani crew. I was going to say, I felt yeah. like we met, like, the prison characters and... Um, yeah. anyways, like, but the overall arc of the story didn't, didn't go anywhere. And and maybe, maybe to your point, maybe this one is more of a filler episode because at least with the, like episode four and five before the raid, at least we knew that that was the point that we were progressing to. Like that was the mission. That was the objective right Right. now. We don't really have any clarity or I think we have clarity on the outside of the prison. And what I mean right. by that is we understand what Miro wants. You know, mm-hmm. we understand what the goal is. We we also pretty much understand what the goal is from the perspective of Vel and Senta and more largely Luthen. Yeah. Um, and, and even Mon Mothma to an extent, even though she's not as directly involved when it comes to the Cassian storyline. Um, like, we, we understand kind of where these characters are headed. And it's toward Cassian. The reason this episode definitely felt the most filler, to your point, is it's like, what, what is Cassian doing in this episode other than mindlessly, like, yeah. you know, working in this right. labor camp? Yeah. And <clears throat> remember the, our last episode, I, I felt very disoriented at the end of the episode because of, it was like the beach vibes, and then yeah. he got captured <laughs> and that whole thing. For me, that continued on with Andor's story, where I'm just like... It just seems because, like I said, the the prison, all the prison stuff was really jarring for me. <laughs> um, you still see Andor. I mean, up until last episode, he was this this kind of force to be reckoned with, and now he's mm. put in this in this prison, which I understand he needs to be a little bit more subservient. He has to listen, follow the rules, and all that stuff. But it doesn't change the fact that it's a different person now. He feels like a different person. I agree. You know. I don't even know. Did he have that many lines? So okay, I had. A, I was going to ask you a question about this. Um, this episode, more I hadn't thought about it in depth yet because I don't think it was as apparent as it was this episode. He hardly spoke this episode, and the question I want to pose is: I mean, before I ask the question, by nature, like Andor's character is very reserved, very. Um, whatever the opposite of quick to give an opinion would be. He, you know, he, mm-hmm. he kind of withdraws and holds back a little bit. And then if his opinion is asked of, he gives it if it's, if it's necessary. Um, this episode hardly had any speaking lines. And I noticed it more this episode than at any other point in the show so far. Mm-hmm. And, and my question I want to pose is, does the quiet nature of Andor as a character do you think that adds to the show or takes away from the show? And, and if it does add to it, 
if at what point does it become too much <laughs> or, or too right. or not enough maybe is a better way of right, asking right. it that's a that's a that's a great great question you should work for npr um <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you i mean you are absolutely right that that is his character that's who he is um mm-hmm. man of little words more actions than anything else um and I, I haven't looked at any particular reviews on the show. I just, and that's not something I normally do, but I would imagine that that would be one of the criticisms maybe is that the, the person that the na- that the show was named after is, isn't as, you know, f- you know, front, front and center mm-hmm. on the entire show than you would expect, you know, <clears throat> where something like the Mandalorian, you kind of knew that this was the character that, you know, that you, you are leaning on the entire, the whole time you're rooting for. Right. With, well, um, but with, with, with this series, it seems to be much more of, he happens to be in this spot. Yeah. And everything else is happening around him. That's kind of, I mean, especially in this episode, because like you said, he was a, like we said, he's at a standstill in the prison. Everyone is looking for him, but, you know, and so, and to your point, it's just like, well, he's like, is he, is he forgettable? You know, is he now being like, is he forgettable because of, you know, his, the nature of his character? That's a good, that's a great point. But I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know where I, where I land on that. I'll have to think about more, to be honest. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you brought up Mando because that's a natural comparison. Because you could look at Mando and think, well, like he doesn't talk that much either, uh, right? But also, like he's a Mandalorian, and really, the show for the most part is not really <laughs> revolving around too many other, um, too many other you know main characters. It's really just him and Grogu for a large. Uh, portion of that show and also like uh, besides that fact even if you have a quiet protagonist in a show which i have another hot take actually in a second remind me about just protagonists in general um but when you think about protagonists in a show who don't talk a lot like almost that classic like western style like i'm the hero but i i and i know it but i'm not gonna talk about it because that's just who i am like that sort of thing right yeah yeah um like like when when you think about that style of character the thing that the alluring thing about the character that like draws the viewer to it because they're not talking because that's not part of the character is their capabilities or like the cool stuff they do like yes. andor suffers from that because not only is he quiet like what is his uniqueness like what is like cool right, about yeah, him yeah. you know right right and I, I think they they did a good job early on when you saw him on his home planet with his with his family, his you know all the other kids and all that. So you you kind of had that allure, like okay, well he this is where he came from. This is you know very humble beginnings, and you know to to develop into this to what we know in Rogue One. Essentially, that was mm-hmm. that's the timeline. That is the Delta, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um. But yeah, you need to have that some aspect of that in each episode and in this one he was just a a labor worker he was just somebody who who had to go to prison and work you know not very not very you know compelling cinema you know at that point unfortunately um but yeah i mean 
God, I'm going to be thinking about that now every time I watch any episodes. <laughs> Is he going to talk this time? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. So my, my hot take I wanted to bring up when it relates specifically to Andor, I don't, I don't view him as a protagonist. I view him as a principal character um, who, hmm. I mean, I, I would be, even be hesitant to say normally acts in the interests of good morality. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't consider him a protagonist at this point. I, mm -hmm. I look at him more of as a principal character. Because okay. he, he himself, um, even when he's within the midst of a group, and maybe maybe I walk that I maybe I walk this take back in an episode mm -hmm. or two of the show, um, but in the Aldani missions, I probably <clears throat> I viewed him more as a protagonist. Yeah, for sure. since for sure the past two episodes, I I'm like, how are you pushing the story in a positive direction, um, or in any direction for that matter? Like like what has he done the last two episodes? Like get captured and 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 then we got to see like what he does well, in the prison camp or yeah he was he was essentially running right yeah <laughs> he was running away um after the raid I'm trying to remember he was on ferrick trying to get marva out of there and yeah yeah um, yeah that's true and then he got captured and now he's in prison so it's just i mean i i, I know that you know hero story they have to go through these kind of peaks and valleys essentially right in order for them to to, to get to a place where they understand or something like this, or they, they are fully on board because eventually he is 100% on board with the rebellion, you know? Mm -hmm. um, last we saw, when after he <clears throat> took his money and left after the mission, I mean, I didn't get the sense that that's where he was even close to at this point. You know, he just wanted to take his money and just disappear on an island, which he thought he did, but he was unsuccessful. So somewhere between now and Rogue One, he is an integral, he becomes an integral part of the rebellion. Yeah. I, right now, I, I don't see a path for it. <laughs> I, keep, um, I keep getting more and more nervous as there's like fewer <clears throat> and fewer episodes between now and the end of season two, which we'll get you know, whenever, like next year or the year after. Um, I'm getting more and more nervous that I'm like, is, like, this is the guy that we see in Rogue One? Are we sure it is? Right, right. <laughs> like, obviously exactly. he'll get there, but, uh, you know, I, I wish they right. would do it maybe a little bit earlier than they're doing it so far, but we'll right. see. We'll see what they choose yeah, to do. Because, I mean, there's no difference in his dedication to the Rebellion from this episode and episode one. Right, I mean, yeah, I mean, not really. You know, I, I think it's the same as far as that as he's concerned as like fighting the empire, going against the empire. I mean, maybe he's. I don't know if you use this prison sentence as that jumping point, but that doesn't seem like enough, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, essentially, from episode one to this is episode eight in season one, his motivations against the empire. I mean, probably maybe elevated because he's more annoyed by how they treated him as, you know, kind of doing nothing. But I mean, that's pretty much every prisoner there and maybe, and, and maybe all together that's enough, but I, I feel like that might be a stretch too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to think about that as well. Cause I mean, typically when it comes to character <clears throat> motivation in general, not just Andor, like when it, when a character has to like 
um, <laughs> I wouldn't know what the way I want to say this is, but like be the fist of justice more or less, you know, like, like they come from this starting point of, of, uh, you know, wherever they're at, something usually really tragic happens. Um, and then we, you see a transformation of the character and then they like overcome this evil or, you know, outside force. And then they typically are, you know, victorious in the end or whatever the case may be. The fact that they've chosen to not take that path with, with and, or the show, I mean, the character too, but, um, it's fascinating to me that we went through six episodes, half of the season where Andor was with this, this rebel crew and nothing about his motivation seems to have changed at all. Um, so I, I'm, I'm having difficulty understanding the arc of the character so far. I guess I'll say it that way. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's, I, I, you know, in that sense, it's frustrating. Um, I mean, we've had some criticisms here and there and how like, some choices they've made um, with, you know, certain characters, Karn in, in, you know, in particular, maybe Bix to some extent. Um, but I mean, <clears throat> I mean, this is really at this point, the Mon Mothma, Mon Mothma and Luthen show. Yeah. To me at this point, you know, and that, I'm not sure that's a good look. I mean, you know, you, you want, and I, I'm just like you, I may walk all this back in two episodes. I have no idea, but but right now i'm i'm kind of with you right now i'm like where where are we headed now you know where where's how do we get to rogue one cassian how do how does he get that far in a season and a little over a season left of uh, andor yeah, yeah I'm, i mean i'm i'm willing to wait it out obviously we you know this is star wars this is what we love to watch this is why we are so critical about these types of things we just want it to be the best for for us and everyone and Maybe we're just not thinking it big enough, but um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, as as we're watching it in real time here, we'll have our concerns. Yeah, well, maybe one of the, one of the final questions <clears throat> I have for you is, um, do we at any point in the rest of this season, the last four episodes, do we um, have it get a scene where Andor makes an active choice to do something for the rebellion? Um, not with the reward of money on the line, not with, um, you know, maybe risk of, or maybe this is a reason he would do it, but maybe at the risk of like losing a loved one. Um, is there a point in the next four episodes where Andor actively chooses to aid the rebellion just for the sake of like doing good or for the sake of the rebellion? I have two, two things to say about that. One, I really hope so. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I really hope so. And two, I think it if it happens, it happens in the last episode, mm -hmm. in the last scene, to take us into season two. Yeah, I could see that being the direction they go with it for sure. I mean, I I don't want to I don't want to you know put bad juju in the air, but I feel like next week's episode is going to be a lot of a lot more prison. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I mean, but, it, I mean, it, it, there's, there's, it, 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 there's no way it can't, right? I mean, there, yeah, there, that's what I mean. No like, there's not enough of like a solid understanding of the prison environment for them to not be there for mm -hmm. almost the whole next episode, right? Yeah, and I know we, you know, at for this episode we kind of did a, you know, a time shift of thirty shifts or thirty days or whatever it was, mm -hmm. 
I wonder, and you know, we we've talked about this as well. Like, we there's five years between the beginning of season one and Rogue One, and I think that's what that we've determined. Um, yeah, is this? He's just in, he's just in prison for three years. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, maybe that very be, well could be. Yeah, is this is this where a chunk of that time will come out of? Because I mean, it seems awfully, awfully um. I just, I I mean, I hope they find a better way to work that time lapse into the show than just saying he was in prison. Because I mean, Mm -hmm. think about, I mean, on the on the flip side of it, I think that also shows not a lack of effort, but almost on the part of like Miro and 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 Vel and and Senta or whoever Mm -hmm. you know, and Luthen, whoever's looking for Cassian, um, not a lack of effort, but like. Like this dude was in prison for three years, and like, what were y'all doing yeah. for three years? You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. I'm hoping. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping I'm just being a cynic and you know, yeah, uh, being pessimistic about this. But I mean, these are the thoughts that we have, right? Because yeah. we know that this is the time period that has to pass. Kind of convenient. You got six a six year prison sentence right here. Could be a, an opportunity. Yeah, I, yeah, maybe that is the direction. They, I mean, it, it's the most obvious direction at this point that they would that they would take a big time lapse while he's in in prison. Um, yeah, we'll see. Okay, I got we one more question for you, Joey. Mm, wonder what it is. Yes. Um, overall rank of the episode. Who went? Who went first ranking last week? I don't even remember. Um. Oh, of of the characters? No, 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 just of the of the episode in general. Like, what if you had to give the episode a grade, a letter grade? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Um, not not rank grade. Yeah, yeah, grade, grade, grade. Okay. Um, C plus. (laughs) I was the lowest lowest score that I've given for sure. I I was gonna be generous and say B minus, but you won't you won't hear me complaining about a C plus. Yeah, yeah. My plus. Yep. My rationale for B minus was that we've been begging to get Saw as a part of the show. Yeah, I know. And then Bix. And Bix, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, we got the characters we wanted, but it felt like at the uh, at the expense of Cassian in many ways, or, you know, his his right. character progression, more or less. Right. Here's, here's my rationale behind my grade. Um, one thing I will always enjoy are some of these discussions and conversations that they have. The Saw, the Saw Luthen one, anything with Mon Mothma, anything with Luthen kind of pretty good too. Um, Miro and Karn was actually pretty, you know, pretty enlightening and, you know, you kind of see see where that could head. So I will always like appreciate all that stuff. But <clears throat> there are things that I kind of got just drawn out by. The prison stuff, like I said, was kind of jarring as far as just kind of watching it. Um, so it wasn't like an enjoyable experience. Um, when they introduce all the other prisoners that are at his table, which I, I I think I don't know if they'll matter in an episode. Sure. Like I don't know if they'll matter in two episodes because we had a whole rebel cell completely gone in two episodes. You know, so like I want to be able to care for some of these people, but you're just like I don't have the capacity to do it. You have the game <laughs> because... of the Game of Thrones dilemma. <laughs> Essentially, right. <laughs> You know, you you give me a couple of episodes, and by the end of the season, they're gone. You know, yeah. <clears throat> now is this the the realization of this time of the empire? Yeah, probably. You know, that that you know you can't hold on to certain people so long. 
you know, will will Kino last the entire season? I, you know, th- these are the types of things I have to worry about now. You know, so I think that the exhaustion of all the the new characters, the the lack of progression through <laughs> throughout the episode. Yeah, I mean, and and now that we've kind of uncovered or at least uh, uh, discussed the lack of really anything Andor is doing from season one, uh, episode one to now as far as the motivation for to be a part of rebellion. Yeah, now I'm got I got now I'm a little bit worried. So yeah, yeah I got I got to bring it down to a C plus. I got you. Yeah, I mean, not to just reiterate most of what you said, but um for the same reasons I'm going B minus and and uh with the small caveat that I love the fact that we got to see Saw and you know, yes. he, he's looking a few years younger than he was in Rogue One and he's looking yeah. a little bit better and maybe not as uh yeah battle worn as beat up and yeah he didn't have like the breathing apparatus and right didn't have well i guess he was sitting so we don't know if he was limping but i mean he the, a definitely younger saw like you said yeah and a little bit more snappy i guess would yeah. be yeah because even even the banter between him and luth and i enjoy that you know because they're just like well that's what you would say that's what i would say if i if it were me if, oh no that's what i would say if i were you you know and you know just seeing that spirit in him now um, but very cool to see because you know we've seen it, saw it in animated form. We've seen him now, and you know at Rogue One, and now in this. So I think uh, he's a as much as we wanted him um, to be in this season. Finally, we were happy to see it, but at the same time, I'm just like, at what cost? Like you said, yeah. Watch them like not throw him in any of the next like two or three episodes. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> I'm knocking on wood. Me. I'm knocking on wood. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, you know, they they planted that seed. I mean, obviously, there is a new character, Ant Anto Krieger, that we that for whatever reason he doesn't gel with, he doesn't jive with. So you would assume at some point they have to come together and you know, um, be able to be partners in this. Yeah. Yep. I'm uh I'm excited to see you know what what whole or what the uh, show holds or what it has to uh, what is to come. In regards to Anto Krieger and whether Saw is going to be more involved in that or whether Luthen is going to be involved in uh, the process of us meeting that character, we shall see. You know what other uh, fun fact? I Maybe it's not even a fun fact. Maybe this is just general knowledge that I missed out on. Um, the actor that plays Luthen, I didn't even realize that, that, that he's a Skarsgård until, yeah. <laughs> until this episode for some reason. I don't know how that made it past me for the past seven weeks. <laughs> um, yeah. but explains a lot. I like him uh, very much as an actor. Yes, very, very good actor. Anyways, I just thought I would bring to light my uh my oversight on that on that point. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Hey, it happens. Well, overall, maybe not the most uh intriguing episode of the show thus far, but nonetheless, it was an episode, and I I still enjoyed it for what it was, as um maybe as slow as it could have been at some points, but. You know, moving in, we've got four more episodes of Andor season one. Let's hope for some uh, some quality, uh, maybe a little bit more character progression when it comes to Andor. And I-, I am excited for the rest of the show. Any any thoughts on either wrapping up on the episode or, or just as we move forward into the last four episodes? 
I mean, this is the the fourth quarter, right? I mean, this is this is yeah. the last set of uh, episodes. I mean, this this next episode. You know, we originally thought that they they were going like three episode arc type of things. This would be this next episode would be the end of this particular arc. But I don't necessarily seeing that mm, being the yeah. case here. Um, it would be kind of a hard because I don't even wouldn't even call it an arc. It felt like a straight line. It wasn't. There's was no. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing arky about it. You yeah. Know? Um, so maybe this is kind of just a, a slow build now to the end of the season, um, as opposed to kind of what we saw in the, the first half of the season, but no, I'm, I'm still excited for the show. I, I, I have hopes for it. Um, I'm a little bit confused on where certain characters are going. Like, um, I was, I had a little bit more hope for a character like Bix, for instance. I don't know where she ends up by the end of the season. Um, but hopefully they come through for us in the last four, and uh, we're gonna just be celebrating at the end. Yep, let's hope for a um, an enjoyable and uh, momentous ending to the season. At least that's what we're we're hoping for. So that's all we can hope for. Yep. Well, um, thank you all so much for listening to the episode of the Hoth Hangout. Uh, remember, you can catch us over on Twitter. Uh, make sure to follow us over on Twitter. First of all, we're at Hoth Hangout over there. You can uh, tweet at us any questions you may have, whether it's regarding the episode or anything else otherwise. Uh, feel more than welcome and encouraged to do that. We are also not only uh, podcasting in audio format, but are, of course, uh, recording this and uploading every weekly episode of the Hoth Hangout podcast to our YouTube channel. That is also Hoth Hangout over on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe over on YouTube. Uh, show some love to the Hoth Hangout YouTube channel, and if this is your first episode that you're listening to of the podcast, feel free to check out some of our other episodes over there as well. And you can even, if you like, uh, email us at hothhangout, uh, excuse me, hothhangout at gmail.com uh, if you want to ask us any questions over there in regards to the Star Wars content or otherwise. Uh, Joey, any more thoughts? We are actually getting ready to to watch tales of the jedi i you know i'm pumped for that let's so go. <laughs> let's go uh yeah um last last thoughts mon mothma save us you're our only hope <laughs> we need a hologram of mon mothma <laughs> at some point <laughs> that we can use as like a, a graphic or something yes <laughs> well uh as i said appreciate appreciate you all so much for listening or watching if you're uh over on the youtube sphere and uh, new episode of the Hoth Hangout podcast go live every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. And this is, again, a special week because not only will we have an episode available to you all at 11 a.m. Eastern on Thursday, there will be a second one on Friday, probably at the same time, 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, covering Tales of the Jedi, which we are going to go head off and watch those six episodes right now. But, uh, yep, yes. appreciate you all so much. Thanks for watching. Goodbye.